Hello and welcome back to the People's Wrestling Podcast. It's episode 10 of the PWP and a very special milestone for us. Um, and here to celebrate that milestone with me is Aiden Bunker, everyone. Hi, Hello. Aiden. Hello, how are we doing? I'm not so bad, not so bad. Not as good as you coming off of what was an extremely good weekend for you, predictions wise, Survivor Series. Yeah, I mean, Raw might have had a good Survivor Series, but I think I had a better one. <laughs> you could say you had a perfect Survivor Series. Why is that? Well, we did predictions for eight matches going into it, and uh, final scores were not so good for you. <laughs> As you always. Five out of eight. Which Matt. is pretty respectable. On, a, on an average night, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Um, Matt got six, so he only got two wrong. I, however, got eight out of eight. One hundred percent predictions. You did. Um, I, I can't dispute the fact you got you got a hundred percent. I will dispute whether you deserve to have a hundred percent since you didn't even want to vote for half the people you wanted to. <laughs> it's not about wanting. It's about thinking logically. Well, was it logically when you basically said I'm going to choose Baron Corbin because I said the Miz? <laughs> I was going with Baron Corbin going into it. Baron okay. Corbin was always more likely to win. He's big. I'm not. I'm not bitter. It's fine. Big bald baron. <laughs> uh, I hope you enjoyed, by the way, our our live tweeting throughout the event. Uh, Aiden was the the mastermind behind that. Um, the reason that sort of reminded me was the, the, your tweet about big baldy baron and how much she wishes he had Miz's hair. Which I thought <laughs> was brilliant um, and so so true. This is how dedicated I am to the cause because I had to get off of work in the morning <laughs> at like seven. That was fun. You might as well just not have slept. I did consider that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Survivor Series then. Speaking of, what do we think? Um, Aiden, I'll hand it over to you. Um, we'll run down the matches. Uh, the kickoff for a start. Did you did you watch much of it? Um, I joined the kickoff um, just after the Elias Matt Hardy match. Right. Um, so I saw Kevin Owens and Sammy versus Brizango. And Enzo and Kalisto. Yeah. For not much really to talk about for both the matches. No, there wasn't much to write home about. Um, and even in the Elias Matt Hardy match, it was you know just like a TV sort of match, which had virtually no build going into it, <laughs> which is never really that handy. It feels like it was kind of just thrown together for the pay per view, a two hour kickoff show, um, which may I feel definitely could have been reduced down to an hour. Um, given the matches that they had already planned. Um, Enzo Callisto, again, nothing too too special was there. I mean, we all kind of, I think we all went with Enzo on this one, Matt included. Yep, we all went with Enzo. Shout um, out to Matt, by the way, who again isn't here this week. He's still in Dubai having a time of his life. <laughs> hopefully be back next week, potentially. Yes. Uh, not actually sure right now. <laughs> not 100% sure, but we should soon <laughs> but be we're back. We're pretty sure he'll be back with us for next week's show. Anyway, Battle Enzo Kalisto, yeah, so no, nothing too much to write home about. It was a, a pretty standard match. We all went with Enzo and we all turned out to be right. Yep. Um, the I think the, the Kevin Owens Sammy match versus Brizango, that was made. Um, I don't know if that was made before the show or how long before, but it was, certainly wasn't announced. Uh, I think Kevin and Sammy came out and 
cut a bit of a promo to, about how much of a disgrace it was there on the show. I was actually surprised that they were on the, the show at all. Um, yeah, I, I thought, thought this, this would was... be like part of the storyline would be that they get kept off it completely. But it did make sense that they would be on the kickoff, and that would still be enough reason for them to be pretty irked about it. Yeah, I thought it would be an instance where maybe if you don't have something substantial for them, maybe keep them off. But yeah, yeah it does maybe play into the whole disrespect being disrespected uh, angle. So I guess yeah, it kind of works. And yeah. they got the win, so... They got a win, and the match was sort of, again, it was pretty pretty standard, about eight minutes long in the end. Um, so, yeah, the kickoff Conveniently ended right before Survivor Series started. Yeah. <laughs> all, these, all these kickoff matches never really overrun, do they? No, they don't. It's just uh, it's such a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, get, WWE gets so lucky with that. Anyway, uh, so moving on to the main show then. So the main show, this was all from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas, uh, where the whole weekend has been based. Um, H-Town show kicked off with the New Day versus the Shield which I was actually surprised about given the fact that the Shield were in this match I feel like had they not been in this match I wouldn't be surprised New Day kicked it off because they like to use New Day to hype the crowd up at the very beginning of the pay-per-views um, but you know it was a really really good way to start Survivor Series I thought yeah it was a very good match it was a little bit odd to begin with I felt the start felt a little bit disjointed in that they were trying to kind of establish like a face and a heel team yeah. with New Day kind of taking the heel the role. Heel, yeah. And in the second half of the match, they kind of kind of just forgot about that and got on with the wrestling. And that's when all the action picked up and it got more exciting. Yeah, it was a really good match. I'm not going to try and take any away, uh, away from it. I've just felt like maybe the Shield were like, I know they're a dominant team, but I feel maybe they were a little too dominant. I don't you know how you f- yeah, I thought I thought they came across that way. Um, in that, and there was a squash of the new day. No, it wasn't a squash as such because they they obviously got some some good stuff in, and Biggie in particular looked really good, and and Kofi really impressive. Um, in fact, all of them, Xavier Woods as well looked, re- looked really good. They Xavier got... Woods picking up Biggie on his <laughs> shoulders from like a squat position. Yeah, that was really really impressive. Um, it's crazy. I, yeah. I, like when he was doing it, I was like, "Why isn't this not the other way around?" <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it looked pretty impactful, and so I guess that was the image they were trying to convey. It did look, look ridiculous, though, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, I, it wasn't certainly wasn't a squash by any means. I just felt like they um, they sort of yeah, the ending it, of the match was that they basically just dispatched a Biggie and Kofi on the outside. It and, did kind of end up basically as like a que- uh, clean sweep. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't as though one, like, Roman got the pin on. I think it might have been Kofi actually got the pin on. Um, yeah. Through a spear and or whatever. It was like the fact that both New Day members were down on the outside and all three Shield members were up and healthy in the ring at the same time to do the triple powerbomb, which I kind of just felt like... Super mm, triple powerbomb. I just kind of felt like, you know, um, New Day maybe deserved a little bit more credit than that. But, you know, they still came out of it with uh, looking really good. So Can't win them all. No, they can't. It's just true. Uh, and we shield. all went for the shield on that one. <laughs> we went for the shield on that one. So it was pretty evident who was going to win that one. So it was 2-2 two, two at that point in the score. Or 2-2-2, two, or two, 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 yeah. 2-2-2. Two, two. two apiece. Um, so where the scores, I guess, started to differ, especially for me, um, was the, the, the Raw vs. SmackDown Women's 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series interbrand elimination match. Uh, just didn't go my way, this one, whatsoever. 
Ali, who claims to know women's wrestling. Yes, I don't claim to know. I just felt my predictions for women's wrestling are usually pretty spot on. Uh, but this one was wide of the mark. Uh, one thing I don't think we even put on the Twitter predictions was our predicted sole survivors for the for the matches, was it? No, we didn't. But we did do a little conversation about this on our WhatsApp group four, and I went with Becky Lynch as the sole survivor. Uh, Whereas I <laughs> not only went for Raw winning, but also had Asuka as the sole survivor. <laughs> as if your night couldn't have got even more perfect. <laughs> some may say, I, some may think I even booked this show. <laughs> you definitely should not book shows. You're too far away from the action, to be fair. Alexa Bliss would win the Universal title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mojo Rawley would be killed off. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Jesus. Bit far. Come on. Where's Kane when you need him? Yeah, um, so, yeah, as you may be able to tell, Team Raw win this one um, with Asuka being the sole survivor, looking pretty dominant. Um, wasn't too much else in the way of great action in this match. I was a little bit disappointed. I in thought this match. match felt a bit clunky. Was I wasn't, that, I wasn't was actually... expecting anything great, but I just felt it was me being the expert booker I am that was booked in a bit of a weird way. Yeah. I mean, given the sheer amount of people in this match, it obviously makes sense for it to be quite long, but it was actually one of the longest matches. About 20 minutes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, really? it, was, it was almost 20 minutes long. Um, but I didn't like the fact um, that Bailey went out so early. Um, I definitely didn't or like Becky the fact Lynch. that Becky Lynch went out so early. But I can see kind of why they did that with the whole captain missing thing and SmackDown having to cut fight from behind and just coming up short. Um, I can see that with Becky Lynch, but with Bailey, it being like she was they were made they made such a big deal of her eventually qualifying yeah. for the team for her then just to kind of go out with a whimper was a bit pointless. Well, she, she got pinned by Tamina. I mean, come on, who's who's ever been pinned by Tamina? Good point. Um, she was quickly followed by um, <laughs> Nia Jax, who was counted out, which I thought was the obvious way for her to be eliminated. Unless yeah. she's going to go all the way to the end, she's always going to get eliminated by a count out or a disqualification because it's just the way that WWE or like a multiple finisher session. Yeah, but I find that hard. That still makes her come across a little bit like how'd she get into that situation? But so I didn't really have a problem with that. She got last year's Braun Strowman treatment. She did. Um, I just kind of feel like they've certainly put Nia on the back burner recently. Um, after the whole uh, Alexa Bliss turn, where she seemed like she was heading for the title and for really big things, uh, there was that time where she took some time off. And again, we don't really understand why. Who, who Also, who knows? Is she babyface? <laughs> Is she heel? I have no idea. What's going on? Yeah, um, I really don't know. And I was surprised that there was quite a good reaction to her facing up with Tamina. Like, Tamina, who has literally had zero push in her entire WWE career. There's no reason for anyone to consider her as a credible no. opponent. Uh, who suddenly turned up for this, mat- <laughs> for this match and put in probably her best shift that she's ever put in. Michael Cole tried to put... The, I can't remember it's either Michael Cole or Tom Phillips tried to put it over as, like, the two most dominant females. Yeah, exactly. Like, really? Tamina really isn't in that in in Nigeria. Oh, Sasha Banks has won more titles and Tamina's won matches. Yeah. So. <laughs> Sasha Banks has won more titles and Tamina's had matches. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, and and uh, by the way, a superfly splash really isn't very good. Yeah, she lands on her feet. She's to stop that. One. So I've got 
one thing I did like about this match was towards the end, well, I think when it was two on two, um, Sasha has Natalia in the bank statement, and uh, Natalia is screaming for help. She's screaming for Tamina, help me, um, which Tamina eventually does. And then a couple minutes later, Sasha Banks gets Tamina in the bank statement, and Natalia just stands and watches. <laughs> Yeah, that's a dick thumbs move. up Natalia, to be fair. She is a bit of a dick. <laughs> as a character. I'm sure she's lovely in real life. As much as she loves bloody cats. Um, so yeah, Alicia Fox didn't last too much longer. <laughs> that was a bit of a botch. Yeah, um, it was all... Yeah, much of Alicia Fox's career has been a botch. She's yeah. done well lately. I, I do always have kind of a soft spot for Alicia Fox. Her character is a bit annoying, but her in-ring work is usually pretty solid. Mm, I don't know. I think she can be quite sloppy and her timing's off quite a lot. I, put, I know she's great. She's really athletic and she looks great. Uh, and I've actually enjoyed seeing her character like this last few weeks. I think she did really well with the whole captain thing. Mm. Um, uh, in-ring, uh, she, she, can, she does a great Northern Lights suplex. <laughs> and, <laughs> Better than JJ's. And yeah, her sort of scissor kick is impressive but uh I great tilt to world the sort of, yeah and that as well but i think the the sort of map basics she really lacks in yeah it's like she maybe doesn't necessarily think as a wrestler yeah that's i think that might be what it is i, I put this tweet out um during the match saying does anyone else think that Corey graves is in a really really difficult position tonight by having to be the one impartial commentator in a night when there's four other commentators like Arguing over each other. I mean, we should probably talk about the whole commentary situation. For me, it was a bit of a, a cluster. Five commentators. It was too much. There should have been... Too much bickering. There should have been one from Raw. There should have been, like, maybe Michael Cole, uh, probably Byron Saxton. And then Corey Graves. And Corey Graves. Yeah. But f- having five... Like, you don't need two play-by-plays. No. You don't need a Booker T and a Byron Saxton, whatever they are. <laughs> whatever, whatever Booker T is here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um just on that booker t because he's such a, a character and a well recognized name he really sort of I say dwarf but he kind of eclipsed byron saxton in this role to the extent where it felt like the the show was comment being commentated on by michael cole booker t and Corey graves and a bit of tom phillips yeah i, I can't really recall much of what tom Phil- I've, i felt a bit bad for tom phillips yeah there's no way he's going to possibly show up michael cole yeah exactly and, and, and he kind of just faded into obscurity in this on the paper yeah so it was it was essentially pointless in being there yeah it kind of was and byron and it's usually pretty pointless for byron to be anywhere but <laughs> yeah but think of all the, all the ring psychology that he talks about <laughs> this is where you gotta dig deep and like, fuck off byron yeah <laughs> um but yeah, I didn't like the commentary for the whole pay-per-view, if I'm honest. Yeah, it was I, didn't, it I felt was Corey leaned too far to the Raw side, which he has done throughout the most of the build-up anyway. Um, so there wasn't really an element of impartiality from him. Quick little uh, side note. Um, I was watching NXT TakeOver on Sunday, and I was watching it around my girlfriend's house. Um, and she was doing something else while I had it on, so she was kind of half-listening. And she said, um, oh, they're always free commentators. And I said, oh, there is now. There used to just be two, and it was a lot better with two. She was like, yeah, it's really annoying with free because you've got all these voices all the time kind of on top of each other. Yeah. So thank God she didn't watch Survivor Series <laughs> yeah. with five people. She, well, she was also watching the uh, Alistair Black Velveteen Dream match and 
watching bits of it going, I'm trying not to laugh. And I was like, why, why, why are you trying not to laugh? She's like, oh, it's all just a bit ridiculous, isn't it? Do you reckon they get paid a lot just to act? And I was like, mm. <laughs> She was like, is this the, is this the, like the cage fighting wrestling or is this the fake wrestling? I was like, it's neither. neither. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then, then like, I think Velveteen Dream did a super kick or something to him and there was quite, there's a bit of noise. Yeah. And she went, Oh God! What was that? Someone broken a bone. Those <laughs> so, no, just got kicked in the face. Yeah. Uh, there was lots of questions, and lots of the war games match. Oh, did they do cage fighting here as well? C- kinda. <laughs> what? Oh, is it? Is it the same rules in in these cage fight matches? No. no you have to kind of get out the cage. It's like, what'd you get out the cage for? <laughs> Most of it doesn't make sense. All right, yeah. just go with it. You're supposed to suspend your disbelief. Yeah, I always find it really hard. My girlfriend doesn't doesn't like wrestling in any way, shape, or form. Your girlfriend thinks she can do wrestling. <laughs> she probably could. She's pretty badass. Um, she definitely beat me in a match. Um, <laughs> but she, yeah, she she really despises the fakeness, the theatrical, so, so to call it. Um, and as much as I tell her it isn't fake, it's just predetermined. Yeah. It, it was, doesn't make a difference. It was also, um, of all the matches to watch, she was watching an, an Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream match. Yeah. And it's one, of, it's one of those things where she, she's watching it and I'm like, it's not always like yeah. this. They're not always like hip thrusting at each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a lot of those moments where I've just happened to be watching it and Frankie will come, come and watch it. Well, not watch it, but she'll see it, will walk past and just be like, I don't know, it'll be like, Tyler Breeze and Fandango on the uh, <laughs> on the screen. I'll be like, oh, well, she, she I should have fast forwarded. <laughs> she pointed at Velveteen Dream and went, "Oh, is that Alex? Is that Al- Alistair Black?" And I said, "No, that that one's Alistair Black." She's like, "Oh, what's his name?" And I was like, "The Velveteen <laughs> Dream." She was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> they just don't get it, do they? Just no. don't get it. So mm. yeah, that's just a big big side note. Let's move on to the. <laughs> The next match. <laughs> well, the next match then was uh, the United States champion Baron Corbin against the IC champion The Miz. Um, and we had a dispute about this one. I didn't we really did. want to go with The Miz. We you did didn't want to go with Baron Corbin. We both went those we ways. We toyed with. And you ended up coming out on top. As usual. <laughs> um, I didn't like this match, if I'm honest. I thought no. The Miz looked. I think. It didn't do much for the Miz. We can understand maybe why that is now, but um, yeah, I thought Baron Corbin sort of just ran through him a little bit. They did, they did kind of well to establish Baron as the heel, heel, and Miz as a babyface heel. If that yeah. makes sense, having like Maurice at ringside, yeah. Corbin kind of trash talking her. They didn't make much of that with Maurice, did they? Not really. It was just a quick little thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't much of a. wasn't a great match. Want to know an interesting little stat? Yeah. The Miz is the only superstar to appear at every Survivor Series since 2011. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's. It sounds pretty impressive. Um, that's just. That's only seven years, though, right? <laughs> yeah. But I suppose. I guess to remain injury-free for that length of time. Is, is, well, is credit when, to him. When you, you kind think, of consider how Starley works, though. Maybe when you think to, say, 2007, so 10 years ago, mm. how many of the people at Survivor Series 2007 would have competed at Survivor Series 2001? Like, yeah. 
probably not that many. Yeah. So, yeah, good point. I think it's regardless of the kind of era, I'd say that's still a pretty good record. That's what seven consecutive. Yeah. Uh, Survivor Series is. Oh, well done, Miz. Uh, I just wish it gone a little bit better for him this year. He also in he competed in 2010 as well, um, but John Cena did also in a match against John Cena and The Rock. That's true. Yes. So he's uh, got Survivor Series pedigree. Um. That would have been a good segue. Ah, oh, that would have been a good segue. <laughs> it's fine. We'll we'll move on to the uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Usos. Uh, defeating the Raw Tag Team Champions Cesaro and Sheamus. I think we all got this one right as well. Yeah, we all went for the Usos. Uh, Usos who have just been in such amazing form, so to speak, for the last I don't know six months, if maybe even a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, coming off that Since great Mania. series of matches with uh, the New Day, um, going into what sort of teeing up to be a fairly decent feud with Gable and Benjamin. Um, but they just put on a really great, great show again. And credit to Cesaro and Sheamus as well. They definitely played their played their part. Uh, it got to a stage where I genuinely doubted whether the Usos were going to win. So it, the WWE obviously um, did their job pretty well with this one. Yeah, one of my mates said this to me in that um, the Usos are probably the best tag team in the world at saving pinfall breakups for like so late yeah they are very good almost every match it's it gets to the point where you think like and from oh, out <laughs> out of nowhere as well yeah, like, like you never see <laughs> you never know where they come from i think like they they and also cesaro i find very good at that cesaro is he usually good just at comes it. in and bowls them over with and his so, head <laughs> so is um xavier woods i always yeah. find he's really good at that yeah xavier woods does a lot of that just actually. really really great timing um so yeah this is a good match they again they're very much established because it's supposedly heel heel, yeah. very much established. Usos is the baby face, even yeah. so much, even so, uh, so much to go as having them, um, kind of play to the crowd a little bit. Yeah, I noticed that doing the whole Uso thing. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was pretty cool. Something I'd never seen before was you know that how they always did the, um, they'll do the running jump over the top rope to the floor. Yeah, and they did that at the end, but with a mid-air tag oh yeah that was really cool that's pretty i've never seen i know i've never do seen that before. do that yeah. So, yeah that was pretty sweet yeah the whole match to be fair was really really good just full of as great expected. stuff as expected you're right uh so it kind of softens the blow that we didn't get through the lusos versus shield um or ronald's and ambrose anyway uh, which is what you were so looking forward to but this was certainly a, a great deputy yeah, for this level, the scores are 2-2 for Raw and SmackDown, but the scores for us were 5 to me, 3 to you, and 4 to Matt at this point, so it's still pretty still pretty close up until uh, the next match. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the next one, okay, we'll probably get this one out of the way. I went for Alexa Bliss over Charlotte. In hindsight, what a terrible decision that was. Um, actually a pretty decent match. I thought it was one of the top matches on the card. Um, Surprisingly, really. Yeah, I thought they had some really good chemistry. Not any disrespect to them, but considering how many top potential matches there were. Yeah, yeah. There was at least like four matches, I'd say, uh, that you would say would steal the show. Yeah, and I I enjoyed it. Um, And I guess I can see why Charlotte won, given the fact she's just been crowned champion. And Alexa probably really doesn't... didn't need a win. As Um, with Miz, she's the kind of heel. Yeah. Um, But it just annoyed me that... Because I don't know. I think 
Alexa, as much as I say she didn't really need a win, I think it could have done some good for her in that she's often, obviously she's seen, seen as a bit of a, a chicken shit heel. Um, it would have been nice for her to back that up in a really great match and then come out on top. Yeah, I get that. Um, but so, yeah, so that made me fall further behind in the scores, that's for sure. Six, three, five at this point. Um, so, yeah, both you and Matt got that one right. Um, one that Matt definitely didn't get right, though, um, was the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar versus WWE Champion AJ Styles. Uh, now, this was the match that we were all hoping for. Um, if I'm, well, if I'm being tr- truthfully honest, or brutally honest, I was hoping for an AJ Styles win, but it wasn't going to happen. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But at least we got a really good show, a match that went over 15 minutes with Brock Lesnar in it which is yeah unheard of in recent years I um did I was a little bit concerned to begin with because there were, AJ Styles didn't get in a single move in the first six minutes of the yeah. match that's a long time to go without any offense yeah that's um, a long time so I was starting to get a little bit concerned but then it just picked up and flew off well, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, he really didn't get that much in that much offense at all. Because <laughs> one, one of the things that I was looking forward to most was um, seeing AJ bump around for Brock because yeah. you know that he, the way he sells, would make him just look like an absolute monster. Yeah. And it did, even just Brock grabbing him by the head or by the hair and put like dragging him from one corner of the ring to the other, and then picking him up by his hair in yeah. the corner. <laughs> yeah, Brock just, Brock just. Absolutely annihilated AJ Styles for the first, as you say, six minutes of this, probably longer. Um, AJ mounted a little quick comeback, which was then squashed by Brock, and then then mounted another one, which actually uh, led to him hitting his finisher. I can't forget about the calf crusher. As oh, well. the calf crusher was really yeah, that was really uh, it was a really good moment to see Brock really vulnerable. Uh, and we don't see that for quite a, whole a while. Lot. Yeah, and Brock was like really selling it really yeah, going for that's it the most i've seen brock lesnar sell anything yeah. for the last four or five years um so that was yeah that was really cool to see uh he had a phenomenal forearm i kind of just i just knew Brock was going to kick out like kind of i knew he was going to kick out yeah. but watching it live it still sucked me in i was like oh <laughs> i wasn't quite as invested i don't think in you because i just knew that it wasn't gonna put him away i, I threw um i threw prediction uh, allegiances out of the window for this. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck it, I'm all all aboard the AJ train." <laughs> Is that better than the Zo train? Um, it's also another version of uh, a another version of A train. Go <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, A train. Um, <laughs> that's not how trains sound. <laughs> I, was, I don't remember how the rocks did diesels. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, um, what was I gonna say? So yeah, I kind of, I was, I guess I wasn't that as invested as you in that moment because I, I just knew Brock was gonna kick out. So just a bit of a mark, really. I yeah. Um, but it would have been cool to see AJ pin him. But I would have lost my shit. He went straight for the phenomenal forearm again, and then it's kind of when you know that was that's when the match was ending. I, kn- that I knew was he the was spot. gonna catch him. Yeah, yeah. That, that was the spot that I figured it was gonna end on. I, I just been... kind of wished. AJ had kicked out 
just once mm. and pick him up do it again I haven't seen anyone kick out of the F5 for a while well yeah did, did he hit more than one at Wrestlemania um I say that he's only had like three matches at Wrestlemania so I don't, I don't <laughs> haven't had he, many opportunities to kick out of it I don't think he would have had any time um to do more than one F5 <laughs> in his matches <laughs> yeah yeah, they they really kind of built that back up as a deadly finisher. Yeah, as a Which, one move finish. I really don't like it. I think it used to look it's, a lot it, better. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah. Like now, he just kind of drops them. Whereas yeah. before, he'd like spin and throw them, and it doesn't look as impressive. No, hence the name F five. It's like a tornado. Yeah. But it doesn't really look like that anymore. Um. So yeah, AJ. AJ takes the pin. And a lot of the times they land on their sides, and I yeah. feel like that's probably really uncomfortable for them. <laughs> Maybe that's the point. Well, yeah, but I think before they probably used to land kind of on the front. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, especially when he does it to bigger people, it just looks like he's falling over trying to get them <laughs> off his shoulders. Yeah. When he does it to Big Show, he just he just falls backwards yeah. and chucks him off. Yeah, it doesn't definitely doesn't look as good or as devastating as it used to. Maybe it's just because we've seen it so often. Potentially. Um, so that led us to the final match of the night, the main event. Uh, Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Uh, the men's match. Team Raw led by Kurt Angle. Team SmackDown led by Shane McMahon. Can um, I just say? Yep. Match of the night was Brock AJ. This was very disappointing. Oh, I was hugely disappointed in this match. I didn't hate it. That's for sure. I, I don't think you can hate it with the amount of talent that there is. No, I didn't hate it in at this all. match. Just it didn't live up to the it hype. Generally disappointed me to the extent where I just, I just wished that it was, they didn't have the people in it that they did. I mean, and I don't want to bleat on about like old stars burying new ones and stuff, but I mean, you had Kurt Angle, Triple H, Shane McMahon, Randy Orton, and John Cena in this match. Like, Five of the last six. Yeah, in 2017, the first eliminated were Finn Balor and, and Samoa Joe. And Rude and Nakamura. Nakamura oh, was the sorry, first no, the sorry, whole yeah. match, wasn't he? Nakamura, was Nakamura, Rude, um, Finn, and Samoa Joe were the first four eliminated from this match. It's, it just it didn't sit well with me because I, we were supposed to believe that these guys are like the next big group of people coming through. And they can't even beat the old timers. And yeah, and three, well, four part timers. Yeah, in a match. Exactly. Two on each team. Um. So if you look at, obviously Braun was the exception to that rule in this match, and that he Braun went is always all the, the way. Exception. Um, but he eliminated Shinsuke Nakamura. He eliminated Bobby Roode. He eliminated Randy Orton as well, actually, as well. Um, but uh, yeah, it's I don't know to see to see them eliminated first out of all those people. Obviously, it was kind of difficult to see where the likes of Cena and Orton and Triple H would be eliminated. Um, I kind of thought that Angle and Triple H would get into a bit of a scuffle which would eliminate both of them somehow uh, and that Braun would go on and be the maybe the winner but I did kind of also predict some over Joe a little bit um, which again went terribly wrong for me um, <laughs> like most things on, on the show to, you need to start watching wrestling <laughs> how do I <laughs> clearly not spending enough of time uh, watching the wrestling um and I just thought John Cena's whole um, presence in this match was pointless. He didn't do anything of note. He didn't do anything of note. He didn't come down in SmackDown colours. No, that's, that's what annoyed me. I kind of understood Triple H because he, he had a red Triple H t-shirt on. 
um, but he didn't have any raw branding. Like um, one night, just don't wear your shirt. Yeah. Wear a SmackDown. Every, literally everyone else did. And then John Cena comes down here in a, in a bright in a green, green T-shirt with with his own merch. But well, he came down his own merch basically, and I just thought, well, fuck the brand. Of all Look the at people, my merch. Of all the people, you're the one who doesn't need to sell their merch <laughs> on TV to anyone. Um, and there just wasn't any sort of like it. It just felt like they had four SmackDown guys and John Cena. Yeah. yeah it was like the rest of them were like with also no real explanation as to why Cena yeah. was not on Raw instead he didn't say anything he hasn't said anything in a run up to it he didn't do anything in the match he helped um, put Braun through a table wasn't on TV this week was he no no he wasn't uh, so he helped put Braun through a table and then he had a it was a cool moment with Kurt Angle like to see them in the ring together hmm. um, but then probably got <laughs> eliminated by an Angle slam one Angle slam we should point out um, he did get the uh, coup de grace, didn't he? Um, did he? Yeah, Finn hit him with that at some point, and I'm pretty sure he got up into an angle slam. Why was Finn hitting him with that? I don't know. He just he just jumped in and hit him, really. Mm. Okay. Finn definitely hit. Him. I'm pretty sure it was Cena. Yeah, it would make sense. It was. It's definitely 100% Cena. I saw a picture that Finn Balor tweet uh, put on Instagram of him mid coup de grace. Coupe de Grace, as it's spelled. Yeah. Um, but I just thought, I don't know, I just thought John Cena didn't do anything of note and this spot could have gone to someone else. Yeah, it was it was a bit odd. I think they just, they were just going for pure name power, name value. Yeah, which was a shame. Um, but hey-ho, the, ma- the match was what it was. I didn't like the ending. Um, I didn't really see the point in Triple H turning on on Kurt and then pretending like it's aligned with Shane I and then turning see him on Shane back on Shane from a mile yeah, off. I mean I saw that come <laughs> saw that one come in um, it just didn't make a lot of sense it just very much seemed like it was the hey look at Triple H show yeah <laughs> which is I know I know that isn't probably what he would have wanted either like judging by the way that like he's always promoting like young talent from from NXT obviously invested a lot of time and money into that brand so I don't think feel like he would have wanted five NXT, to five people from NXT in this match by well, the way well yeah probably buried by uh, Triple H <laughs> uh, but I don't feel like he would have wanted to be the, the the main star in this match but there is a lack of real star power I guess but then when, it, you could argue when on... three of them are in the shield <laughs> well yeah but you could argue on both sides of that when these are the sorts of matches where you make stars yeah. You don't just eliminate Samoa Joe after 18 minutes and eliminate Finn Balor straight away when it's you could make them the stars. I mean, it didn't quite work for someone, say, like Dolph Ziggler, who was of Survivor a few years ago. There should it have certainly been, worked for Randy Orton back in the day. There should have been, like, one guy who kind of went to the end. I know they had Strowman, but Strowman is Strowman. He's, a, like, a big monster yeah. kind of guy, so he's already made... Like even if like maybe on SmackDown team someone to be the second guy along with Shane. Well, Shane's getting Nakamura would have been. Yeah, rather than having Orton. Don't need Randy Orton. Randy Orton doesn't need that. Yeah, I know he's got the whole well he's good at Survivor Series yeah, thing, but come on. Yeah. What else is he? He's not good at anything else. <laughs> well, I mean he he's alright at the graps. <laughs> <laughs> at the graps. Um. Yeah, I just, I didn't like the ending. That's all really. It's, it's it, just, it did feel a bit flat. Yeah. 
Well, it was good to see Strowman just go fuck this and then power slam <laughs> the uh, COO. Yeah, what I should say is Triple H's facial. Uh, facials? I thought he was going to cry. Triple H's facials. Really impressive. Yeah, I thought <laughs> I was like, like, scared of everything. Terrified for his life. Um, which doesn't really fit with the Triple H character. Let's face no, it. but I suppose that at times, like, as we saw with Raw as well, he can be a bit of a. Uh, can be a bit of a coward. Yeah. Yes. So would I if Braun Strowman was coming at me <laughs> like that. Jesus. Uh, I Why was Braun Strowman so pissed? I think it was the whole. I don't like the fact that I've been bamboozled. <laughs> what do you mean? What did Triple H look like? H... He was joining Shane and then did. Yeah. Uh. So then, cause if he'd have joined Shane, then it would have been two on one on Braun. Yeah. And then he. He, he looked confused there. He was like, why have you done this? Mm. And then he turns again and he was just like, I still don't know why you've <laughs> done this. Um, and then I think Braun got annoyed that he hadn't he didn't get to beat anyone up for about six or seven minutes, so he just power slammed him. <laughs> yeah. They're really know. building him up. To have him walking out at the end of Survivor Series after power slamming Triple H. Yeah. They really, that must be some. That's like a big endorsement. Yeah, I guess so. Um, it's just a shame that he wasn't maybe the one to win the match for the team. It was Triple H. So the, the final pinfall you get on one of the big four pay-per-views on 2017 is Triple H pinning Shane McMahon. <laughs> yep. I feel like I'm back in 1999. What? Yeah, why did Shane... Usually Shane being in these exact kind of matches is so that he can go out first. That's what happened in the invasion angle to last year. Yeah. That's what happened in the match... I mean, not last year, 2001. That's what happened in the match last year. Yeah. Did he go out first, did he? Pretty sure. Oh, okay. Oh, no, it might not have been first, but it was... He wasn't He wasn't last two or three. I remember he almost died he because got, of Roman. Yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns nearly killed Shane and himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, again, there was no reason for Shane to go all the way to the end in this one. I kind of guess it made sense that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn ran in. Um, what was the point of that? But it was pointless, wasn't it? It didn't achieve anything. If you're not going to eliminate Shane off the back of that, yeah. like because literally they they came out, they beat him up for a little bit, and um, he fended them and off then with he, chairs. He bought, he fought back, fended and ran them off with a chair, like all by himself. Yeah, I was like Kevin Owens got an RKO or something. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, but other than that, Shane just turned around and went, "No, oh, I'm going to start hitting you with chairs," and then fended them off. I think that may have led to Randy Orton getting eliminated by Braun Strowman. Potentially, but yeah, it was pretty pointless. I, didn't. I just think like that—that that would have been the time to ha- to eliminate Shane. Yeah, not like so they haven't beaten him up and taken him out in the match, but him losing focus, then turning around into a power slam, then he's out. Yeah, that might make a bit more sense. And then have Randy, and then maybe have it all or Nakamura as yeah, the Nakamura last guy gone by this point. Um. So, so yeah, yeah, a disappointing main event. But the card as a whole, um, I was pretty impressed with. Um, I thought One it was... of, if not the best pay-per-view of the year. Potentially. In terms of like actual quality matches. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a bad match on the main show. <laughs> uh, the SmackDown women's match maybe comes close to being pretty bad. Uh, and the main event certainly wasn't good. But it wasn't terrible. Um Match of the night for you, Usos and um, the Bar or AJ and Brock? I'm going with AJ and Brock purely because I was more into it and it was the match I was hoping it would be. Yeah. 
but I didn't necessarily think it would be. Yeah. I think if you take it in isolation, it probably doesn't come. It isn't that great a match. No. Uh, but if you, if you take it in the context in the context of the last five years build for Brock Lesnar, and AJ's sort of rise to the top, then it certainly certainly added to it. So Did you see... I'm going to go with that one as a quote a close second to the Usos and, and the Bar. Did you see Paul Heyman? Massively putting over AJ after the match. Yes, I did on on, on Twitter, um, which is which is cool. Um, maybe a little bit over the top with some of his praise, but um, you know AJ certainly deserves full style, isn't it? A lot. Of, I guess he is a bit OTT, isn't he? Um, Barack. So we liked we liked the card. Um, we still haven't come to an agreed rating system for pay per views. Um, I reckon it was probably about an eight out of eight. <laughs> Nice. I'm sorry, that was me. That was you, yes. Um, so I'm gonna go with this being a seven and a half out of ten. I'm going with eight out of ten. Yes, we think that'll be our our going forward rating system <laughs> out of ten. Yeah. No grades. No thumbs. <laughs> No stars. No let. Yeah, we did great. No, no stars. That's true. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was Survivor Series, um, which led us nicely in to Monday night and Monday night Raw from Houston Center. So Raw as always kicks off with a promo. This week it was Stephanie. Surprise, surprise. Um, she comes out and basically says that Kurt's job is now safe. A thousand percent safe, I think she said. Which is a, was a ringing endorsement from someone like Stephanie. Until, I don't believe for a second that it's a thousand percent safe. But... Yeah, until Kurt tried to ruin it by trying to beat her. <laughs> yeah. Triple H. Yeah, um, she brings out Triple H. Immediately followed by Kurt Angle. Um, the, little, the little tease she did. What about saying the um she was gonna bring out the man who led his led his team to victory and yeah. all that kind of stuff and yeah. then brought out tribulation instead of yeah, Kurt. Yeah. Um it was nice to see some intensity from Kurt on a, in a promo. One of the three eyes. Yeah. Um getting straight into Triple H's face. Basically saying <laughs> you can stick your job, I'm coming for you, man, but I mean if if he does it again. If he does it again. She's not going to do it again. Yeah, he's already done it once. He doesn't yeah, need to do it again. Exactly. Um, but somebody might do it to again. Is Jason Jordan? Who... I liked the whole he's, he's how he said, um, "I'm not talking to you as the general manager." Yeah. I'm talking to you as Kurt Angle or something like that. Yeah, and that was where where it really became evident that Kurt really thrives in the sort of environment where he's being intense rather than just being he's general the wrestling manager. machine. Because. Um, He's not been great in the promos as general manager, has he? Um, and this was really short, short, sweet from him. It wasn't anything complicated. Um, but Jason Jordan comes down and basically just challenged Triple H to a match, which the crowd popped for. But my my only thought was why they popped for this was because they wanted to they see, see Jason Jordan get destroyed. Yeah, they want to see Triple H in a match. Well, yeah, or just beat the hell out of Jason Jordan. Yeah. Which was, I think, not the reaction WWE would have hoped Jordan for. Jordan was so odd this week. He was a bit weird, wasn't he? We'll get on to maybe more of him um, and what we think might be coming up for him uh, later on. Um, but yeah, I think the crowd just wanted to see JJ get his ass kicked. <laughs> they're not they're, they're not alone in that. <laughs> the early ones. 
Um, so Stephanie says that Triple H uh, won't fight Jason Jordan, but he isn't scared of anyone. Because JJ says, why are you a coward? Yeah, he called him a coward. Um, Triple H isn't scared of anyone, and then all of a sudden... Well, he says, not scared of anyone, especially not anyone backstage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all of a sudden... Um, That's Matt, why we need Matt. Matt does it better. <laughs> um, obviously, Triple H is terrified of Braun, as we saw last night at Survivor Braun, Series. like... Speed walking to the ring, <laughs> speed walking in the ring, right up to Triple H. Yeah. So close to, to Triple H, and then he got he, so close that he had to he had slightly to back, back off a little bit. <laughs> it was awkwardly close. Yeah, you know, like when you're on a really packed tube. Yeah, yeah it was a little bit like a tube ride for uh, Triple H and Braun. Uh, Triple H backed off. Steph then makes the Jason Jordan versus Braun. Says JJ, oh, you want a match? Well, you're not getting one with Triple H. You're going to get one with Braun Strowman. Yeah, they said the, the cloud were the cloud. The crowd were so bloodthirsty, so they wanted to <laughs> see some blood. Uh, so Jason Jordan was going to face Braun Strowman. Um, that match was later in the night. To which, I guess we might as well talk about a bit about JJ now. To which he suddenly goes, "You're not going to let this happen, are you? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not. Like I'm still hurt." And Kurt's yeah. like, "I." You told me you were fine. He was like, well, yeah, I just because I wanted to match Triple H. Yeah. Very, very kind of... Last week he had the whiny Healy promo. This week he had the heel tactic of, oh, I'm not actually ready for this match. Yeah. Um, to which Kurt had to try and get him pumped up for it. Yeah. It was, it was just a bit weird. It was a bit of a, a weird sort of 180 turn, wasn't it? From like, I'm not ready. I don't want this match to... Well, I've got yeah, to do anything well, about that beat, now. I'm the only like, one who can beat Braun Strowman. Yeah, I could do this. Was like, Kurt didn't say anything to you to make you think you could do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, JJ came across pretty annoying this whole show. Um, including, let's get to the match then. So I saw this one coming a mile away. JJ re-injured his knee um, during the match for Braun. Where brought, I thought it was quite cool. Where they, I thought this match was going to go one of two well, one of two ways. It was either going to go the way it did where Jason Jordan was going to roll out the ring and just say, oh, I can't compete, whatever, because of his knee, or he was going to get, you know, put in a good effort, but get ultimately pretty much destroyed by Braun. Um, and it kind of looked like they might be going that way for the first couple minutes. Oh, he picked Braun up, which was quite impressive, um, and then his leg gave away. Um, and then, yeah, he rolled out the ring and his knee was injured. And that was the end of it. Because Kane, att- Kane attacked. Yeah, conveniently, <laughs> conveniently. Just as Jason Jordan rolled out the ring. Yeah. Um, now, this was a pretty vicious attack. Um, yeah. In, an, in a week of vicious attacks. <laughs> this one was quite was pretty up there. Uh, the chair to the throat always looks pretty... Dastardly. Uh, and effective. Braun sold it. Like and Braun beast. sold it, like, to the moon and back. Like, like big choking, men don't sell that much. Wheezing. Yeah, he was wheezing. Uh, really, really good selling from Braun. The um, babyface thing of refusing help. Yep. I love, I love the the referees being out there like, come on, Braun, we're just trying to help you. Like, what are you, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Like, all you would, how are you? Because he was to walking help? to the back, and they were walking around him, going, "Come on, we just want to help yeah. you." Like, he's going to the back. <laughs> yes. How are you going to speed up this process? Yeah. He's already going there. I don't know. It's not like they can get him on a stretcher, is it? I also <laughs> do wonder what the, what the the backstage doctor would do in that scenario yeah. where someone's had their yeah, your throat, throat hurts. crushed <laughs> like they can't just go in and expand their throat no 
happened anyway. But do we it's think a different podcast? <laughs> but do we think um, this might be brawn off TV for a couple of weeks or probably only about two weeks? He yeah. survived multiple murder attempts that came true. out within weeks. So yeah, um, I'm just thinking. Obviously, the WWE can't really get away with saying this is a serious injury. And then having Braun come back because it literally couldn't breathe. Like, yeah. you can't breathe, you die. But this was that was one thing that did annoy me about the main event. You get suplexed. Uh, I mean, at Survivor Series, you get suplexed through the table. Yeah. And he's down for fifteen minutes. Yeah. It was and he too gets long, and he it? gets back up. And Tom Phillips is like, "How is Braun <laughs> standing? Like, he literally." There's almost been murdered twice in the last couple of months. Yeah, a got, table he, bump is nothing. He took less time getting out of that ambulance that Roman Reigns <laughs> crushed him in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he actually did. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that that did that went on slightly too long, I think. that and There shouldn't have been that much time between him going through the table and him re-emerging. Um, but, yeah, so the attack was pretty pretty brutal. Kane just scarpers and Brawl makes his way to the back. Um what else was there of note on Raw? There wasn't too much. I mean, um, Finn versus Joe uh, was his first match on uh, of the night. It was just a really good match, actually, as expected. Long-ass match. It was pretty long. Um, interesting that they're giving... like. It's interesting, firstly, that matches. they're giving this away. It's interesting that they're giving like a long match away. Mm. Like You often see, like because we had it um, last week or a couple of weeks ago, um, was it last week? A couple of weeks ago, where they they faced off in Manchester, and then it went through a double count out. And that in itself was a very long match yeah. until the count out. So, um, but that's like a that's a pretty rubbish finish to the match. Obviously, it wasn't, but like that's a screwy finish. That's not a definitive ending. Whereas this one actually went a long time, and we had a definitive ending. Clean. I mean, Finn passed out. He didn't tap out, which I guess is maybe where they're going with the, the story with these two. Um, but it was clean, yeah. And it did, I thought maybe Joe could maybe have cheated to win a little bit. It would have helped. And uh, doesn't do much for Finn. Um, Essentially, there are, there are reports that I've seen in the last couple of days that apparently the plan was for Balor to challenge Lesnar at Royal Rumble. Yeah. But Vince has lost a lot of faith in Balor. Well, that's because they keep making him lose. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> don't... Don't... Book some. It's like Vince has suspended his disbelief. And yeah. Gone, well, this guy isn't winning, so <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I don't like him. <laughs> why? Why can't you win? <laughs> um, it's weird. Yeah, they they haven't booked him particularly strongly since his return. They no. had the the five the five way number one contender match where Paul Heyman was bigging him up. Yeah. Um, but as like the worst possible option. Yeah. Brock to face. Brock's worst nightmare. Yeah. But other than that, I can't really think of any real strong. Looking for other than beating AJ, beats AJ, and then beat the, AJ, ne- yeah. the next night in he gets beaten up by Kane. Yeah, and then in 2017, hasn't won since, has he? I don't know. He must have done. I'm not sure he has. Let's stick him in a match against Kurt Hawkins. Get that out of the way. Yeah, might have to. Um, but yeah, what, what I'm kind of are we going with the basically Finn can't win unless he's the demon? I hope not, because that would be really bad. <laughs> Yeah, because really really why wouldn't you just be the demon all the time then you know like as soon as you're a demon you win a match you might as well just be a demon yeah <laughs> the, th- the thing that does annoy me is that there's no real massive difference between Finn and the demon no like I want to see Finn as the demon 
be a bit more healy and vicious and aggressive and he's yeah. basically the same after his entrance he's basically the same yeah as he is as james dean finn balor <laughs> james dean finn balor um yeah yeah there isn't much of a difference at all um if any just the paint um and the entrance and the entrance um so some of finn's japan buddies guys nansen what a contribution they made to raw this week I skipped over this advert. <laughs> Just flogging stuff for the WWE shop uh, in a promo, which there was their only contribution. I mean, how far have they fallen? I mean, never that they weren't even that high up to begin with. But, no. I mean, come on. Since this, since splitting up with AJ, they've it's, uh, it's just not going well for them. Um, they last week, um, Booker T said in one of. I can't remember who was in the match. I think it was Carl Anderson. It might have been a tag match, actually. It was a tag match against Balor and Joe. Yeah. yeah. Said that they'd hit um, a few potholes yeah. in the road. To which Carl Anderson on Twitter this week basically said, yeah, Booker T, you're right. We've hit some potholes. Like, now's the time where we, like, kick on. And we're like, <laughs> we're going to kick some ass. Yeah. And then they're not even on board. It's by selling, other than selling By merch. selling Christmas jumpers online. <laughs> anyway... Um, someone who had been booked probably a million times better, Asuka. And since she debuted, um, she has run through everyone, including being the sole survivor for the Raw team at Survivor Series. As I predicted. Yeah, she did. Yes, you're right. Um, she just tore right through Dana Brooke. <laughs> yeah, so remember when Dana Brooke turned on Charlotte last year and was going to be a face? Yep. Well, Doesn't the seem start to be the case anymore. Even. And... Um, for some reason is now a heel yeah well, I don't know if she is or if she's just or is she just annoyed at what happened last week cleaners, like, yeah. literally who knows not There's sure no, there, she has no character no um, Asuka was really stiff in this match. some of the kicks and the elbows <laughs> the final kick to the head she literally not literally that would be ridiculous but she almost took her head off that's, that's, I think almost is still a bit ridiculous yeah. <laughs> she kicked her in the head okay right it was a good kick to the head. Um, right, it's the right booking for Asuka, though, don't you think? Yeah, minimal offense by Dana Brooke. It's a little bit you can't like completely squash her. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not yeah. much to say. It's the right booking. Uh, I do just wonder how long can you go on with that though? Like, there isn't enough women on the roster. And again, we'll come on to this bit um, a bit later. Well, they. Fed Nia Jack squash matches for like six months straight. Yeah. But Nia started squashing people like Bailey. Um and I don't really want to see Asuka squash Bailey because we've seen Asuka versus Bailey before and she didn't squash her then. No. And I know that Bailey Bailey's shit now. Bailey is shit now, you're right. Um <laughs> uh, she doesn't seem to get the backing of the 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 uh, the booking office um anymore. But she shouldn't be being squashed. And then who who else is there, really? I mean, there's, there's jobbers, which we've do seen you, a couple of times. Do you reckon we could potentially curse wrestlers? What do you mean? Because, I mean, we did meet both Bailey and Balor. <laughs> we did, yeah. And they're both being booked like shit at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, well, at least Finn was in the main event of Survivor Series, briefly as it was. Um. And he's on Raw every week in matches. Yeah, but he's losing them all. Losing. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, maybe we do. I'm just waiting for Pete Dunn to lose his UK championship. <laughs> <laughs> Tune into NXT uh, tonight and find out. Yes. Um, tonight is Wednesday. That's just tonight being Wednesday. Uh, right, Miss TV with Roman Reigns. Um, I th- well, I'm sure we saw this fairly recently. Miss TV with Roman Reigns. Yeah, before he went away. Before the Shield before, got back together. Just before the Shield got together. Because yeah. this all fed into the rivalry, wasn't it? Which is actually what Miz was making a point about. That the whole Shield reunion was his doing, <laughs> basically. I didn't understand why the Miz had to call for Roman Reigns four times for for the the rest of the, the whole shield to come out. Why yeah. didn't they all just come out the first time? Because yeah, he still could have then been like, oh, I asked for Roman, not the shield. I didn't get it. Um, why why that was the case? I was I felt maybe if they'd come out and said, oh, but um, don't you know, like we like they said last time, like, we do what we want. Like, yeah. We come out when we want to come out, not when you tell us to come out. Yeah, I feel. But they didn't say that. <laughs> I do feel this promo was a little bit long, and a bit a little. Not necessarily awkward, but it wasn't great. No, it was, a, and it also just shows that Miz, Miz clearly didn't care about his loss to Baron Corbin, it, and it was a theme throughout both Raw and SmackDown in that basically they just went back to nothing had happened. Yeah, <laughs> so, I love how quickly um, Braun Strowman got over his little thing with the, the Miz. Yeah, Miz tried to kill him, and then he had had a match, had a match with him or something, and which Miz escaped from, I think, and. Um, he just yeah. Was that the week where he power was in Manchester? Was in Manchester, wasn't Axel it? Axel about five times. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now he's like, right, I've had my match. But I'll forgive you for trying to murder me. Yep. Well, I don't think it's forgiven. He's just forgotten. <laughs> well, yeah, the shield. Uh, they were. I don't know. Something about this promo which just felt a bit like. Several ends were pit, like chipping in with little things here and there. Yeah, Dean Ambrose got his and like, mm. what was it? I, I'm I I'm pretty sure they were saying this is awesome, right? No, they were saying Miz is awesome. See, I did think that, and then they went, "Oh, I've never heard that one before." But I've definitely heard that one. Yeah, before. yeah, I've heard that one before. Um, but yeah, like I guess they, they it was so vociferous that they made quite a big point. Good word, right? Uh, they made quite a big point of it. Um. Throughout the show, because I was trying to listen, because I did think they were saying that, and when I listened, I could have sworn they were just saying this is awesome. Why would they? So then I thought, like them saying, "Oh, never heard that one before," was like a bit weird and like healy sarcastic. Mm. Um, I guess if they were saying Miz is awesome, then makes more sense. Makes more sense. Um, yeah, Miz was getting a pretty good reaction from the crowd for this, and again, it's because everything he says is true. Most things, anyway. Um, he always has a point. <laughs> yeah. Which is um, not the best for heels, but he does it really, really well. Um, so he says Curtis feels... Axel in a red neck brace at Survivor Series, by the way. Brilliant. <laughs> Genius. Just little things. Little yeah. things like that. Little things. Um, I want him to be in that neck brace for about six months. And I'm pretty sure he will be. Well, actually... He will be. You... <laughs> um, again, we, we didn't do any news this week, but actually um, WWE have announced that uh, The Miz... Uh, Becky Lynch and Shawn Michaels, randomly, will be in the new Marine 6 close quarters film. Uh, How so is being... 6 Marines? <laughs> it's actually being filmed in London as well, this one. Uh, start Filming starts on Monday, the 27th of November. Um, and from what we're gathering, Miz is being written off TV for a little while in order to allow him to film, um, which is a shame. Um, 
Yeah, he's one of the more entertaining things on Raw. He's a big, big part of Raw. He's in many, many segments of Raw each week. Um, so, obviously, it's great that someone else will get a chance to fill that spot. Um, I just... Part of me dreads the fact that it's probably going to be Stephanie and Triple H. Yeah. Which <laughs> uh, would not be a good thing. Um, so, yeah. So, Miz will be off TV. And this kind of leads us on to the main event. So, we'll get on to that one. Because the match was made after... Um, Basically, Miz got angry, felt disrespected, and said that the shield was all down to him, uh, and that he was the only champion in the ring. That was the main thing that kicked it off. People should be thanking him. Yeah. Um, to which Seth replied that him and Dean are going to win back the tag team titles, and then Roman said, "Well, I don't want to be the only one without titles." And so Seth basically said, "Well, Miz has one. Why don't you take it from him?" And then the match was. Made. <laughs> well, Enzo has one. We take them. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, rate restrictions. Yeah. Just take Brock's. Why? Why doesn't Roman want to be a tag team champion? Yeah, it's a bit weird. Why haven't they got the Freebird rule? Yeah, if New Day can do it, why can't Shield? Yeah. A bit weird. Um. Yeah, didn't think about that one. <laughs> Good point. Um, so basically the match was made for later in the night so Roman Reigns versus The Miz for the IC title um, and it was a really good match did you, did you like this one? I did I thought The Miz put in a really good show Miz, uh, like Booker T for once actually made a valid point saying for once. that this is the best he's ever seen The Miz in this particular, like this match right here Yeah. and he did, he looked really strong he had like a counter for most things Roman was doing Yep. and he um, relied on very minimal help yeah, other until the end, but um, I don't even. Axel and Thingy went out there, were they? Were they? No, because the Shield beat him up, didn't they? Post Miz TV. Oh right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they weren't even out there no, for the match. Weren't. It was they just purely on his own. And yeah. And it worked well. Very good show. He put in a really good show. Um, made him look credible. Made it look like Roman Reigns beating him was a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you want from an IC title championship match. Um. And a main event of, of Raw. Um, I didn't mind the interference in the end. Because it kind of worked in the context of the match. It makes sense. Um, although, what do Cesaro and Sheamus really have against Roman as such? But I think it's, it's he's in the Shield. In the we shield, don't like yeah. the Shield. Uh, and they've also been teamed with the Miz. Yeah. Um, um, but it kind of worked, I think. So Cesaro and Sheamus came down. Seth and Dean get involved. Um I didn't, as much as I'm not a Roman hater, I didn't want to see him win this match. I didn't want, I don't want him as IC champion. I don't want him to be Intercontinental champion. Um, no. I don't want the belt on someone as big a star as he is. You think that, that belt and Miz go hand in hand? Yeah. And I've, like, is he too big a star for it? Is he, as it, as was the case with the US title, where... Um, he didn't really defend it that much and he even ended up going for the world title while he was US champion yeah. so there was no point in being champion so I hope we're not going to get a similar kind of yeah exactly case oh, part and of me feels like we might so obviously the Miz is away so his rematch clause is out the window um, and there isn't who, who's going to take the belt from him like <laughs> you know, if Miz does come back and win it though he'll be an 8 time champion which is only one less than Jericho's record yeah that's pretty impressive um, but again, that won't be for a while. Certainly, no. certainly, maybe after Royal Rumble, which would be a shame because Miz would be a big part of that pay per view. You'd think. So this makes Roman 
a Grand Slam champion. Yep. But what seems to be going under the radar is that um, he's not even the first member of the Shield to do it. Dean Ambrose had done it ages ago, last year. Really? Yeah, he won the US title as part of the Shield originally. Yeah. And he hasn't quite an old title like twice. And he One won the World gold, and with the well. Shield as yeah. well. And he won the um, World title last year. So Dean Ambrose, the only one who hasn't done it is Rollins. He hasn't won the Intercontinental. If he wins that, then he'll. Then all three of them will. Can you really call it a Grand Slam when he won, hasn't won the Universal Championship? I guess it's a world title. Yeah. Because Ambrose has obviously only won one and one of Cause them. Because I suppose the original Grand Slam is for having the WWE Championship, yeah. and that's what he's had. So. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Owens has never won Tag Team Gold, has he? So he would. No. He would be one shy of that. I guess it'd be Universal one counted. Um. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. Dino's <laughs> certainly gone under the radar. You're right. Um, I just, yeah, I'm not too keen on someone the, the stature of Roman Reigns being intercontinental champion. Yeah, I hope because Miz has done so much to make it such a credible title to make it feel like a big deal. So I hope that Roman having it doesn't then undo that good work. Yeah. Um. Maybe. Maybe they'll have some sort of um, open challenge. Maybe with Roman being champion. Maybe. Which is, I always enjoy the open challenge. Well, I usually enjoy the open challenges for the US title. Can Roman just go, hey, look, Seth hasn't won this yet, and if he wins this, he does the Grand Slam. I'm just going to lie down for him. (laughs) (laughs) Just just, uh, all three of them can have that accolade. It would be quite interesting to see maybe if if Roman does do an open challenge, to see maybe Seth or Dean challenge him just as a bit of, like, friendly competition. Right. So I mentioned a few weeks ago some literally the words like friendly competition between the Shield and a potential triple threat at WrestleMania uh, at Royal Rumble, and you you and Matt both shat all over that idea, and you've literally come out with the exact same words. <laughs> yeah, but it's for a title. So it makes much more sense. My idea was Other than for just like seeing who's the best. Yeah, my idea was to prove who's the big dog, and it's a nice ending. To the shield that doesn't involve backstabbing. Someone turning on someone. But no, that's fine. You can have your friendly and I'll have mine. <laughs> it's like, basically, neither of those things are going to happen. Let's face it. No. Roman will probably keep the title until WrestleMania where he'll challenge Brock and it will be a title versus title match and Roman will win both of them. Either that or he'll lose it to Super Cena and then Cena will get the Grand Slam because, you know, Cena and Randy Orton haven't got a Grand Slam. Even. No, they haven't. John Cena has never won the Intercontinental title, has he? Randy I don't never won. John, has John Cena ever wrestled for the Intercontinental title? I don't know. I don't think he Randy, has. He was always Randy around Orton's never down when the US title was around, wasn't he? Yeah, and Orton's never won the US. So. Oh, that's got to be the next one to go then, isn't it? What, for Orton? Yeah. I don't see him going that low. No? No. Even this late in his career? No, I don't think he's, uh, he's either world title or nothing. Well, it's worked for John Cena. Well, for John Cena, but... Even AJ Styles. Yeah. Randy Orton versus Baron Corbin. Would we want to see that? Not really. God, how boring <laughs> would that be? Um, so that was pretty much Raw. Oh, well, okay, well, we've missed a big part, haven't we? Um, a big return for England's own Paige, uh, who interfered during a fatal four-way, I think it was, one of many that we've seen involving the women on Raw and SmackDown recently. Um, so determined the number one contender. Yes, the number one contender, contender's match. Where was Nia Jax? 
this was my note note on the match. Where was Nia Jax from all of the people? Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Alicia Fox, and Bailey. Did I? You oh. said Alexa Bliss. She's the oh right, sorry. Yeah. Um. Um. Yes. They. You think if they're going to go that much, then surely you need Nia Jax in there. Oh, who knows? Like, sure. All of literally all of them have had all the women in this match apart from Alicia Fox have had title shot after title shot against Alexa as well yeah if there's anyone deserving of a title shot currently is Asuka yeah <laughs> and Which she was the only one not in it so you had Asuka and Nia Jax who weren't there uh, and they're asking... the only two who haven't had the chance and they're the only two credible challengers as well yeah I mean maybe Sasha is but well she doesn't deserve one recently anyway but um yeah, your two most credible challenges are Nia Jax and um, Asuka, and neither of those were in this segment. Um, Dana Brooke wasn't there either. <laughs> well, she already had a match. Yeah, so did Asuka. Um, but yeah, Nia Jax was off for all this week, so not no reason why, as far as we're aware. Um, hopefully she'll be back next week. But interrupted by Paige, this match, and a hell of a reaction for her. Pretty much as expected, I think. I don't think there was a risk that she was going to get a bad or lukewarm reaction. It was always going to be a quite a big um, crowd reaction. Yeah. And uh, good to see her back. Good to see her back. Um, I, when she says, um, I'm back, did you miss me? And she says something like, oh, I've got something to say, something like that. I just assumed she was going to say, this is my house, and then storm the ring. Mm. But then she just said, like, I'm back again, and it was a bit yeah, like, oh, a little yeah, bit. well, we can see that. <laughs> yeah, you just said that as well. Um, yeah, so she basically said that she wasn't alone, uh, and then out of nowhere appear NXT call-ups, I guess, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville, who I don't know a lot about, especially Deville. I know a bit about Mandy Rose, mainly from Tell Divas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she was a little bit annoying on that. Um, that's sort of a Eva Marie. She's definitely a lot better than Eva Marie. I've seen some of her stuff in NXT, and she she seems like the type who's actually trying to do this whole wrestling thing. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Eva Marie trying is like, always a big prerequisite, I think. Whereas Eva Marie was just like, so how can I get to like Hollywood? Yeah, um, Eva Marie impression. Rubbish. Antonia Deville is just like an MMA badass kind of character. So yeah, interesting story behind there, isn't there? And she used to be a genuine MMA fighter, right? Yeah. Um, and then she moved into television hosting. I didn't know that. And then now she's in an NXT slash now main roster call-up. A uh, uh, little catchphrase she's got is, put your hair up and square up. Yes, which is alright. Quite like that one. Yeah. Doesn't work for people with short hair, but you know. Um. It, Luckily, she doesn't have short hair. <laughs> she doesn't have short hair. And then the other women do, I don't think. Mm, no. No, some... all long hair. Yeah. Lots of hair. Um. So, yeah. They basically cleared the ring of all competitors, quite viciously. Um. And then made their way to the back, where they probably met Alexa Bliss. Uh, Paige introduced them to Alexa, Although they were all, all in NXT together <laughs> yeah. at the same time. And they did actually team together for a little while. Um, so, yeah, they, Alexis, it's nice to meet them. And then, yeah, they just get the shit out of her. 
Which is weird. I don't really like seeing Alexa getting the shit kicked out of her in the back because it's not a heelish thing to happen to you. No, are they going to do like um, an us and them kind of thing where yeah. like the, some of the baby faces kind of reluctantly join with Alexa to do, like for the greater good? Yeah, I can see that happening. Where does Nia Jax fit into this? Where does Asuka fit into this? I don't know. Maybe what we're build, maybe we're building to a Nia Jax, uh, Nia Jax Asuka match. Maybe. Maybe they'll keep them separate. Nia Jax. No, you can't combine them two very well. Nia Jaska. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what is Paige? Heel face. Um. It's Mandy got, Rose. It's got to be heel, right? Um. But the reaction that she got was great. They'll, they'll, yeah, the, the first few weeks as well are going to be like big cheers when her music hits just because yeah. it's hey look it's Paige's back it's great um, but the, yeah they can't be anything other than heels in this scenario I guess not um, although when you go around beating up the one of the biggest heels on the show and the women's but they champion, also beat up three baby faces it did and um, Alicia Fox just going fuck this and running away yeah. <laughs> literally sprinting up the ramp and screaming actually, yeah they didn't they didn't beat up Alicia so yeah I'm assuming heels um, but yeah, lovely to see Paige back. Hopefully, she stays injury free and has put all of her troubles behind her. Um, because God knows it's not been a great year for her. And uh, so, hopefully, things will turn around for her. Um, so that's pretty much it for all. We had a Dean Ambrose versus Sheamus match, but we've seen that match a lot. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I'm are you ha- starting to get Matt's point of being slightly tired of seeing this? I'm happy for this match to continue purely because uh, for the feud to continue purely because the match is always good. But if we're gonna get another Shield bar match, it has to have a stipulation. Yeah. I, I would love to see a ladder match. Yeah. Um, for the titles, um, maybe a two out of three falls, but I would like the falls themselves to have sti- like they, they like don't the do that anymore. Like three stages of hell match. Yeah, they don't do that anymore. They used to have that where each match would have a different stip. But now it's all just standard singles matches. So yeah. Yeah, if it's going to continue, I definitely want to see some kind of stipulation match for the titles because they all can always steal the show. Yes, definitely. They're, they're all very talented. Um, and again, you're right. I, if this feud is going to continue, and it will do because they've mentioned that they want to get their titles back, has to be a, some sort of stipulation. It just has to be. We can't see the same match again. No. As, as good as they are, it's, it's just be too predictable. Um, so that that was pretty much uh, all of Raw. I thought it was a pretty decent show to to, to follow up Survivor Series. Yeah, Raw was good. Um, we're going to Raw. Well, yes, we are. So this is a good point, actually. So WWE announced that um, the UK tour next year will be in May. Uh, Raw and SmackDown will be from the O2 in London on May the fourteenth and fifteenth, I believe. Uh, thanks for your uh, help on that one, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> Just shrugging at me. I do um, not know. I should know because I actually bought the tickets today. So, yeah, we're going to rule on the 14th of May. Out of the kindness of his heart, and he hasn't even asked us to pay him back. So, thanks uh, for that. <laughs> it's not quite true. You do need to pay me back. Just not urgently. Although, you know, speed that bitch up. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to rule. I've never been to rule. And you have been, haven't you? Yeah, I went in April. I think I'm the only one out of us us who haven't been to Raw, so it's a new experience for me. Um, 
So yeah, one we're looking really looking forward to. Couldn't quite get the tickets we wanted. Prepare for some <laughs> expensive food and drink. The O2 is ridiculous. Eleven eleven pound it cost me for a um for, I think I don't even know if it was a double vodka coke. It might have been a single. It was probably a double, but eleven pound. Why are you getting double vodka and cokes at the O2? To get more into the restaurant. <laughs> I wanted to lose myself. Well, it's a Monday, so we'll have plenty of time after work to get the drinks in. <laughs> we won't. No. Um, Half dating. Yeah, we may even do some sort of special recording for you from, from the O2. I'm not promising anything. I can't even promise we'll still be around by May. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good point. Matt may have got us kicked off the air or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to Raw, so we're really looking forward to that. Um, so that's in May next year. Um, as will Smackdown be and speaking of Smackdown so Smackdown this week also comes from Houston um, and also starts with a promo from a McMahon um, I felt like this was too long what, Shane, Shane especially the whole the whole thing, but Shane especially. Yeah, um, he didn't really come out and say anything of note. Basically, that again established that Survivor Series was a pointless exercise, um, because he still reckons that SmackDown isn't the B show; it's the show. Yeah, he just lost, mate. <laughs> Although this did annoy me on on Raw, the whole Raw decimated SmackDown yeah, thing. Did. I mean, you beat him by one match. Yeah, uh, but that was always going to happen, wasn't it? It wasn't. It was never going to be a whitewash or anything like that. Um, but yeah, that's all he really said. And that, and that Kevin and Sammy needed to come out because he had something he wanted to say to them. It's just um, even when he's angry, he's very much it's just monotone, monotone. Isn't he? And Kevin Owens, Sammy Zayn, I'm very upset with you. Yep. So come out now and I can talk to you. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what happened to the old Shane? Yeah, he used to be like charismatic and annoying yeah. as fuck. Maybe um, he just works so much better as a heel. He's a dad now, I guess. Yeah, he's uh, he's definitely more of a heel. He's a natural heel. Yeah. Which is why him in this whole under siege thing has been more intriguing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's just as a face. He's what's up, Houston? Yeah. Like that. Thanks for that. <laughs> it's like he's just talking to people now. You're not even like expressing anything. Yeah. It's just just having a chat in the ring. Which is never really great, is it? Um, so Kevin Owens and Sammy come down. Um, I oh know they don't. Sorry. Um, or do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, sorry. Shane calls them out. Shane calls them out. They come down to the ring. Basically, Shane's just about to fire him, uh, but he gets interrupted by Daniel well, Bryan. Do we know that he said he's got two? He's got two words he wants to say to them, and the first one was "your." We never heard the <laughs> second one. <laughs> what else would it have been? You're fat and ginger. That's, that's not two, two words. words. <laughs> you're fat and ginger. You're fat to Kevin Owens. <laughs> you're ginger. You're ginger. To semi? To semi. To semi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a terrible nickname that would be. <laughs> um, basically, they, got, they were going to get fired. Daniel Bryan stops that and basically trumps the commissioner <laughs> yeah i was like really hold up <laughs> you can't do this shane my boss um daniel bryan's music hits 
just between the words you're and fired. Yep. Which Come makes in. Shane stop what he's saying. Can't he's, not, say, he's not allowed can't, to speak. You're over not the allowed music. to speak when music's on. This happened with Stephanie last week. Don't you remember? Oh, she yeah. was going to fire Kurt, and then the Shields music hit, and then she couldn't talk. <laughs> Like I, I would have preferred that in this scenario for Daniel Bryan to interrupt just on the mic rather than his music hitting. All you hear is Daniel Bryan in the back, like whoa, 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 and then him come out. Yeah, that would have made it feel a bit more. That organic. probably would have been better. I've all, stuff like that always annoys me. It makes it feel less believable. And they did the um the edited version of his music as well, so it cuts in from yeah. the the sort of the main it's part. Just, the same with things like with run-ins, people's music hitting, or like um. The Shields music hitting when they're on SmackDown last week, like, yeah, they would have had to like fi- and the new days. Like, if you think about it, they would have to go over to the production truck, say, "Look, we're going to come out at a certain point in the match, right? Get ready to hit our music," and then they have to run over to the the bit from the arena that they'd actually come in, give some kind of hand signal across to have their music played. <laughs> and it's just like when you think about it logically, having the music played is it doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. Um, but not a lot of wrestling does. We would have realised this by now. Mm, no, I need to. I need to stop trying to make logic. <laughs> um, but Daniel Bryan makes a lumberjack match for the main event. KO and Sammy versus the New Day. Daniel um, Bryan just wants to be a lumberjack, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. um, basically, saying that the whole SmackDown Live lock, uh, roster will get their chance to get their hands on Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn through the match. Um, and that was it. That, that was the promo gone. Um, we moved on to a Jey Uso, I believe. Still not sure. To a Jey Uso. Versus um, Shelton Benjamin match. Uh, which was good. Um, really quite impressive. What did you make of this, Aiden? Are you into this feud? It has potential. They should. They could have some really good matches. I think it really does have potential. Mainly for the matches. Like um, the backstage stuff hasn't been great. And I'm still I, not sure about ben, Benjamin and Gable exactly. over there. This is the one thing I want to know. Like, we need to establish who am I cheering for. <laughs> you just cheer for whoever you like. Yeah, that's the problem with the current wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, the current wrestling. Because, like, yeah, I just, like, I'll, I will cheer for whoever. That's fine. But the casual viewer has to know who are they meant to cheer for. And as far as you can see, if you've only watched the last three or four weeks of SmackDown, you'd be cheering for the Usos. Yeah. Um, and I would be cheering for the Usos in this one as well. Because the Usos fucking rock. <laughs> it's, um, it's a still New Day's catchphrase. I don't think that's... With, an, <laughs> with an added obscenity. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they need to sort that out. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't like the uncertainty. It unsettles Even me. if it's something like... Gable was acting heelish and Benjamin maybe doesn't kind of agree with it. Something like that would be intriguing. Yeah. Um, but for them just to kind of be kind of kind of healing. Um, healing, I like that. <laughs> it just is odd. Yeah, it is a bit odd. Um, Makes it difficult to get into. But Shelton Benjamin picks up the win uh, with this one. Uh, Pay Dirt, the finisher. Oh, such a shit name. Terrible, terrible name. Um, but it was a really good match. So. Corey Graves had a good line, said that Pader was as valuable to Shelton as Bond money, as bond money in, in the Uso Penitentiary. Yeah, very good. Very good. He definitely phrase. wrote that. <laughs> um, something that's been sort of hyped up for a number of weeks now um, was the debut of the Bludgeon Brothers. Before we get here, though, 
So we had a little backstage segment with Sammy and Kevin. Where they're trying to recruit. Yeah. For later trying to recruit that. people to kind of be on their side. So they first go with Baron Corbin, which you'd think maybe would make sense. Um, so Kevin Owens not learned his lesson with Baron Corbin? Recruiting no. Him <laughs> yeah, that didn't work out before. <laughs> Baron Corbin go, what's in it for me? And then they go, what? I can't remember what they said to him. Um... And then just went, well, I can't stand either of you, so find someone else. Yeah. To which they tried to get Bobby Roode, of all people. Yeah. Like, it was in the match. Like, why not go maybe someone like Rusev? Well, they did. Oh, did they? <laughs> Wait, so this is this is where I admit that this is as far as I got into watching SmackDown. Right, okay, I didn't yeah. have any time to watch SmackDown well, at should... work today, and I didn't get any time. I only got to watch about half an hour after work, so... We should carry out this with the fact that, yes, you haven't done your research. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, just to fill you in then. So, I guess the rest of the show is going to be a bit of a surprise to you. I can't wait for this. <laughs> I'm just going to... I'm putting my mic down. I'm going to sit back and relax. Um, so, we had the debut of the Bludgeon Brothers. Luke I, Harper. I, I saw that saying that they, they were coming up next. Yeah. Uh, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan versus the Hype Bros. <laughs> did, did they murder <laughs> Mojo Rawley? Well, they pretty much murdered Zack Ryder um, immediately Ooh. from the match. Uh, and then they murdered him from the match <laughs> <laughs> in the match sorry and then basically squashed Mojo Rawley yes uh, Luke Harper again almost literally kicked his head off um, and then they did I didn't like their finisher I've seen a video of their finisher from a couple from a house show I yeah. think and it looks very just bleh well if you think of a double choke slam but then rather than them having their hands on their throat their Ooh, hands chest. are under under each armpit Oh, right. That was it. Kind of like a crucifix bomb, right? Yeah. yeah but it kind of didn't look particularly impactful. It didn't look vicious or anything. It kind of was just a slam. I guess they're quite tall. So. What's their entrance music like? Um, It's actually... I don't know. I wouldn't say good, but their entrance is actually a really good entrance. It's very theatrical. Not them, um, but it's very In spooky. Uh, Is they like smoke? It's pitch black for a start. Um, so the lights go down their theme is good I, I can't really it doesn't stick in the memory uh, but it's very sort of gothic um, kind of as you'd expect it's certainly better than some of the new themes we've had recently and uh, I'm thinking the lights big cast dun, Jason Jordan dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's the next generation of great you know Yeah. Um, they only say it 30 times in the song <laughs> Um, but yeah, you'll have to listen to it. And the entrance is actually quite good. Um, Rowan still has know. a mask, which he comes down in, which they, they come out with their hammers. They yeah, put I was going to say, do they have the hammers? They have them, they, they, they're all cloaked and hooded, uh, and then they take the hoods off and put them on. Like, they stand the hammers up because they're flat. So they can stand, they put the, oh, they, yeah. they, they put the, the hammer head down, down, head down, and then they put their stuff on the wooden part of the hammer. Like a coat hanger. Yeah. Uh, and that's outside of the ring, and then they obviously get in the ring. Their, their attire is quite weird. They're like Luke Harper's. It's like red, like burgundy and black are their colours. I've seen, yeah. Um, but they're in the ring. Actually, they look pretty impressive. Luke Harper, particularly good. There's um, <laughs> one part of the match where um, I think it was, yeah, it was Mojo was in the corner, and they were going to do a double team on him, whereby. Rowan would splash him and then he'd push him into Harper who hit him with the big boot. boot. Yeah, that's uh, one of their moves. Um, but before they did that, Harper just slapped the shit out of Rowan. 
they they used to do that in the Wyatt. Oh, uh, did they? I never yeah. really saw much of him. They used to do Wyatt. it all the time. Uh, so he slapped the shit out of him, sent him into so he turned threw him into Mojo and then gave him the big boot and then they hit that their finisher, which they didn't give a name for, I don't think. Uh, and then pinned him. So the Probably match itself some kind was, of bludgeoning move. The match itself was about two and a half minutes long, uh, so it was a squash match. So which is always good to see with the hype bros because I really hate them. That's two and a half minutes too long of Mojo Rawley on TV. <laughs> <coughs> Do you remember when it looked like he was gonna either him Get or Zach were gonna turn on each other? Yeah, I think they. Or just turn in general. That one. And remember when he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and looked like he was going to get a massive push? Yep. Thank God that didn't happen. Do you know who, do you know who, who did get a push out of that? <laughs> Jinder. <laughs> um, speaking of Jinder, uh, AJ Styles promo. Again, I'm assuming you've not seen this. No. I haven't seen anything after this point. Uh, so a big baby face promo. Uh, basically hinted, hinted at a Brock AJ rematch. Yeah, I saw that on Twitter. He said in the future um, that he wanted to come to WWE to prove that he could hang with anyone, and if Brock wants to do it again, then make it happen. Yeah, he basically the theme of the promo was basically I tried my best, I came up a bit short. Brock Lesnar really is the monster that everybody says he is, um, but um, it wasn't because he didn't try. And that if Brock ever wants to do it again, and then he knows where AJ is basically, uh, which got a big reaction from the crowd. So they obviously enjoyed that. Um, he was interrupted. Well, basically, what what happened was he he got into the promo and basically just said he moved on to Jinder from Survivor Series and basically just said, right, I don't. If you want to challenge me now, let's go for it. So he took his jacket off, took his T-shirt off, took his belt off, and laid it in the middle of the ring and basically just said, right, you want to fight before it? Come get it. And then Jinder didn't. <laughs> he appeared on the Titan Tron instead. With a he did massive a, India flag behind him. He did a Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Um, he was like, AJ, AJ, I'm up here, I'm up here. And AJ was literally facing him at this time. <laughs> <laughs> just, I hate when they do that. Yeah. And it usually goes on too long as well. Yeah. I couldn't tell whether it was pre-recorded or not. Um, but the massive computer-generated India flag behind him maybe gave that away a little bit. Was it computer-generated? Yeah, it wasn't real. No. Uh, it was like, usually has like flapping those, in the wind. Usually has, oh, <laughs> yeah, it usually has like a real one stuck on the no, wind behind him. No, it wasn't him. real. It was fake. Um, but yeah, um, basically, Jinder says he's not going to challenge AJ for the title now. Instead, he's going to wait until Clash of Champions to invoke his rematch clause. I was trying to think of what the next SmackDown pay-per-view is. Yeah, so Clash of Champions is a SmackDown pay-per-view. Uh, it's in four weeks' time, I believe. I don't know the exact date. But that means it will be post the India tour, so that's safe to say Jinder's not winning the title back before then, even though we know he's now wrestling Triple H, which doesn't really work, given Triple H's current situation. When is... What, what is the next Raw one, and is that before or after the SmackDown one? Um, I'm guessing it's after. Must... Oh, what? Because Are they going to have my, one? Because Michael Cole... This will be the last one of the year, right? Because Michael Cole said, now that we've moved past Survivor Series, it's time to move on to the rest, road to WrestleMania, which starts with Royal Rumble. Yeah. They didn't mention any uh, anything in between, but if they usually have one once every two weeks... You maybe not two weeks, is it? Well, you, you, you'd awesome. have... So maybe you'd have four weeks until the SmackDown one, Yeah. which is going to be, like, mid-December. Mm. Um, and then you'd think there's got to be one mid-January, at least, yeah. for Raw. I don't know. We'll have to Google it. So it's Royal Rumble's always the first one of the year, isn't it? 
Yeah, so it's end of January. So, so you'd imagine have, um, there's going to be one mid-January. Did they have Roadblock before the Royal Rumble last no. year, or was it before WrestleMania? Before WrestleMania. Okay. Or they had... Where was Fast... Did they do Fastlane this year? Fastlane is a SmackDown pay-per-view next year. Let's have a look. Uh, I looked at the list of these, actually. Um, earlier, Elimination Chamber is a Raw pay-per-view. Smackdown last year, Raw this year. Yeah. Same with, I suppose, uh, Hell in a Cell was Raw last year, Smackdown this year. Yes. Um, just having a quick look on Wikipedia. And just on this subject, um, some of the news is that next year uh, there's going to be five co-branded pay-per-views in, in the WWE. They're adding Money in the Bank as a co-branded one. Um, which... Some interesting questions, mainly about the sheer number of Money in the Bank matches that we might have to have um, in that. It could possibly be four in one night, which would seem like overkill. Yeah, I would imagine it's got to be one men's match, one women's match across both brands. Yeah, which would then, but then you think... Then you limit the amount of people. Exactly, yeah. Did that not everybody gets a moment to so, in the sun? Yeah, Clash of Champions is December 17th. And then after that, on Wikipedia anyway you've got Takeover Philadelphia and Royal Rumble Royal Rumble yeah so nothing for quite a while so Royal Rumble is usually the end of January as well isn't it that's what eight nine weeks for Raw without a pay-per-view yeah which should mean we're going to get some pretty good Raw episodes because they tend to do that don't they when they haven't got a pay-per-view however yeah eight, eight or nine weeks without a pay-per-view but they are working Christmas Day and New Year's Day yeah <laughs> Um, but hey, there's Wrestle Kingdom in there somewhere. We can watch yep. that. We can get that one out of the way. So yeah, it doesn't seem like it's going to be much in the way of raw pay-per-views in the next two to three months, <laughs> which is a massively long time. It's a bit weird, especially now that we've become so accustomed to having one every other week. Yeah, yeah it does seem a bit, would seem a bit strange. It doesn't always seem nice that way break. around Christmas, so you get a bit of um, withdrawal, maybe. <laughs> That's maybe not the right word, but... Maybe. Um, do tend to go a long time without really getting any. I still can't believe they're doing a live episode on Christmas Day. Who's going to that? I know. Is it really going to be live? I guess it has to be, doesn't it? Yeah. Because obviously guys. Christmas has fallen on a Monday before. No, I don't. Well, at, yeah, at some yeah, point yeah, it has in his in the last um, twenty-five years. It must have done, but yeah. And they've yeah they've um, like they've I guess I don't know when, but they they tape it. That? They've taped it. Um. Yeah. And yeah, I just, New Year's Day isn't so bad. I can understand that, yeah. Um, but yeah, actual Christmas Day itself is just that's taking the piss a bit. Yeah. Yeah, and it won't be on here until Vince that stole Christmas. <laughs> it won't be on in in the UK till quite late, and um, so actually on Boxing Day, so might even be a wait for it this time. <laughs> um, not usually. Um, right, back to SmackDown Live. Um, another big part, which and and we had a quick chat about this earlier, um, which was essentially them hitting the copy and paste buttons. <laughs> yeah. Um, in that another win, women invasion from NXT. Free women. Yeah, free women. Ruby Riot, a little bit like Paige. Um, Sarah Liv, Logan. Sarah Logan, a little bit maybe like Sonya Deville, yeah. and Liv Morgan, a little bit like uh, Mandy Rose. Um, so all very similar. So we've got. Um, 
Liv Morgan, Mandy Rose, two attractive blondes. Mm-hmm. Um, both, obviously, all of them are from NXT. We've got um, Paige and Ruby Riot, the pale, dark-haired, kind of punk Weird rock ones. kind of girls. Yeah. Um, and we've got Sonya Deville and Sarah Logan, both the kind of strong, badass kind of girls. Yeah. We've got one MMA, one and one like farm strong girl. <laughs> Country strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very similar. Eerily similar. Similar? L- literally the similar. night after as well. Yeah. It's a bit strange. Maybe give it a week. Um, but one thing... We've almost the, the exact same like outcome. Uh, almost everything about this. Pretty much everything was exactly the same other than the fact that they did it the, the other way around. So they attacked Naomi backstage uh, with yeah, Becky didn't Lynch. didn't start in the ring. Uh, which it was a really underwhelming intro to Ruby Wyatt. She literally just appeared. Ruby Wyatt. <laughs> Ruby She's Wyatt. She's the family. Um, who literally just appeared backstage next to Naomi. And Naomi seemed quite happy to see her and then all of a sudden wasn't. <laughs> and this doesn't make any sense because these three on NXT are baby faces. Yeah. Why are they suddenly, now they've come to the main roster, have to be heels? I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, the attack was pretty vicious on Naomi it looked really stiff uh, but not as stiff as what the attack on Becky Lynch looked like they uh, really did a number on her and again we've mentioned that she'd be off filming the Marine 6 so that perhaps why she seems to have been written out or written off TV for the foreseeable she was basically slammed in between a door and a door frame um, multiple times um, that sounds like a saying. <laughs> yeah, between the door and the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, she probably won't be seen for a little while. Um, but really good selling from Becky. This on is a shame. Here. I do like Becky Lynch. One yes. of my favourites. Um, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, they later on actually interfere in the Charlotte versus Natalia women's SmackDown Women's Championship match. Um, which was shaping up to be pretty good. Didn't last too long before I think Natalia got thrown out of the ring. And I kind of thought, I kind of figured they'd interfere uh, in this match because it maybe make more of a statement to to the likes of Charlotte and Natalia, who are like the two biggest women stars at the moment on SmackDown. Um, I thought they'd go for Charlotte first, but they didn't. They went for Natalia on the outside. Um, so the match ends in a DQ. Um, they wasn't that vicious this attack really um, sort of did away with Natalia and then went in the ring and uh, basically did with all of their finishes on Charlotte who tried to fight back but to no success um, so yeah I mean I don't think it kind of worked as well as the Raw one um, but one thing of... that surprises me is that Corey actually mentioned that this was quite similar to um page on raw Mm. um which leads me to believe maybe there is some kind of connection i don't know what it would be is page leading some kind of nxt NXT invasion invasion, yeah which i I would like to see (laughs) but it wouldn't make sense for it to be just page doing that you know what's weird about this in in both groups is that they've picked three very different looking girls yeah maybe i think that might be intentional though potentially um it's just when you look at them as a trio, maybe in the coming weeks they might come out in like similar attire and yeah, stuff. But, but they're all very different. Um, they're all very different. Um, a lot of people are also disappointed that in 
either one of the call-ups. We didn't get Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. Yeah. Um, which, in my mind, would have made a bit more sense in that, like, they work together. They're best friends. They're the bitchy kind of heels who could maybe fit in with Paige or something. Yeah. Paige being the leader. Um, but And non-Americans. Yeah, non- <laughs> the un-Americans, yeah. part two, and the women version. Um, and, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm sure we'll see them up on the main roster, especially Peyton at some point. I bloody love Peyton Royce. <laughs> oh, I bloody love Peyton Royce. Um, yeah. I got sidetracked by Peyton Royce. <laughs> Not a bad way to get sidetracked. Um, the Venus flytrap. The the Venus flytrap sidetrack. <laughs> it was very, uh, I'm glad I didn't make a, a comment. Sounding like Venus flytrap. <laughs> Why? It was going to be penis flytrap. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Uh, uh, always in the gutter. So, dragging us out the gutter then was the main event for SmackDown. A lumberjack match uh, with a whole SmackDown ro- roster. We say the whole. It wasn't the whole. Um, for a start, there was no, let's say, Randy Orton. Danny because Brown said that, he'd consent home because yeah. he was so angry about what had happened. He couldn't be held responsible for what he'd do to them. And there was no to Dolph Ziggler. Po- to which point, surely you would just go, oh, calm down, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just You're still, you. still getting paid, mate. Yeah, well, I'll, 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 if you beat him up, I'll just suspend yeah. you or something. Or just put him in a match. Yeah, just put, well, well, That's literally the whole point of wrestling is to solve conflicts. If you'd watched it, you would have seen that this is kind of what happened. Oh, does he interfere by any chance? No, didn't. No, no. no, no. Um, basically, what happened was that KO and Sammy, before the match, and coming on to the point that we kind of got sidetracked on earlier, they went into the Aiden English and Rusev's locker room uh, to ask for their help. Basically, said that they really appreciate both of them, and because they're both French Canadian and not American, they're not thinking about celebrating Thanksgiving um, anytime soon. They're really looking forward to celebrating Rusev Day. Um, and that the New Day are jealous that Rusev Day is better than New Day. <laughs> <laughs> and that the New Day think Aiden English is a terrible singer. Um, but they really like his singing. It was quite good, actually. It was quite funny. Um, but that didn't seem to work. They, they, they didn't express any like wishes to help them, basically, backstage. And they came out through the match and were lumberjacks, but they didn't really get involved. So basically, whenever Samuel or Kevin left, got thrown out of the ring, they would all beat him up and throw them back in. But whenever New Day got thrown out, they would leave them and just be like, come on, you can get back in. And so Kevin Owens and Samuel were quite like... <laughs> you know how good Kevin Owens is ab-libbing in the ring? It's yeah. like smack-talking. And Xavier Woods is really good at it as well. So this was quite a good sort of meeting of those two because Xavier Woods wasn't in the match. Even though it was billed as a handicap match, he wasn't in the match. Was it? Yeah. Uh, so he was on the outside with the rest of the Lumberjacks, just in Lumberjack gear with his like massive trombone. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was <laughs> Not his big black man. <laughs> no. um, and basically, <laughs> whenever Kofi or Biggie got thrown outside and they didn't do anything to them, um, Kevin Owens was like, what the hell is this? And Xavier Woods was like, none of us like you. <laughs> we all <laughs> hate so you. <laughs> and Kevin Owens was like, well, I don't like any of you either. 
it's just very weird to see just in the middle of a wrestling match just <laughs> while things are happening it's just like shouting like between the two like i don't like you <laughs> um so yeah that was quite funny but um basically what ended up happening which is what always happens with lumberjack matches what do you think um kevin owens or Sami Zayn went to beat up one of the lumberjacks or something and then they all got involved. Well, you're half right. Or um, they tried to walk out and they all tried, I don't know. So basically, you saw the bit where Baron Corbin basically told them that he wasn't want it, didn't want anything to do with them. Mm-hmm. He was out under, as a lumberjack in the match. Um, and I believe Did it the was... The lumberjacks just start fighting each other. Yeah, pretty much. So this happened because I think it was Sammy. Uh, I think he took a swing at Baron, who then tried to take a swing back at him but he ducked and he hit Bobby Roode nice. who then took a fence <laughs> and then where a big did he brawl. get a fence from brilliant and then a big brawl started um, during Ooh. which Sammy rolled up Kofi and got the pin for Kevin and Sammy who promptly tried to scarper uh, Kevin Owens managed to get away but Sammy didn't <laughs> um, he ended up being attacked by New Day Um Actually, did this actually happen like that? I think what happened was they went to go and then they got stopped by New Day and then Rusev and Aiden English beat up the New Day allowed Kevin Owens to escape. But then Kofi came off the top rope onto Aiden English and Rusev on the outside and knocked them out and then they will beat up Sami Zayn. Right. Uh, so Kevin Owens ran away through the crowd. Um, and then... Left, fed Sami Zayn to the wall. Yes. Um, and then... It, she came to backstage where he ran into Daniel Bryan and basically he begged Daniel Bryan not to fight him because this was the theme of the show that Daniel Bryan was going to say after the match after they'd got their comeuppance he was going to fire him anyway oh um, but what terrible decision that would be <laughs> uh, and that's what Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane's point yeah it would be a terrible decision and Daniel Bryan basically said listen I'm not going to fight you I recognise your value to the brand as much as I don't like you guys. He's not as blinded by rage as Shane McMahon is. Yeah. Um, but... I can't um, imagine Danny Bryan ever angry, really. <laughs> yeah. Basically, what he did was, was say, basically, next week, um, Kevin, you're, uh, you're going against Randy Orton in the main event. Um, which Kevin Owens looked distraught about. <laughs> uh, but in the end, just came around to it, the fact that he hasn't been fired. And was like, okay, that's great. Um, and at one point Daniel Bryan was like aren't you at all concerned about what just happened to your tag team partner and he was like of course I am of course I am so maybe they might sowing some seeds maybe I don't know um, essentially well, so so this is just a normal match against Randy Orton it's not like if you lose this match you get fired that's what they've said well, they haven't added anything to it he just said you in a match okay. with them um, did you I guess we should wrap this up soon but what you did you see the point where Shane said he was going home no you didn't know so Shane had left by this point right because well, after Daniel Bryan made the lumberjack match Shane had said um, backstage it said um, it was a really great decision like you're right I shouldn't just fire him I should make them suffer and then I should fire them <laughs> and then he was like so you've got it all in hand so I think I'm just going to head back to my hotel and put my feet up and watch it <laughs> and Daniel Bryan was like Okay. Such a shit boss, right? <laughs> yeah. He turns up halfway through shows at a limo. Always on the phone. Leaves early, always <laughs> on the phone. All of them are. Daniel Bryan, Kurt yeah. Angle, always on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also an interesting point, again, I keep going off topic here, but 
after the women got involved in the Charlotte and Talia match and had already beaten up Naomi and Becky, uh, Daniel Bryan was being interviewed. I think it was um, Dasha. Is that her name? Dasha Fuentes. Dasha Fuentes. The one who um, talks like a robot. Charlie, could have been Charlie Caruso. She's raw. She's raw through and through. She's team red. Um, so it must have been Dasha. Um, is it Dasha or was it Kayla Braxton? Uh, I don't know. Who's, who's like, uh, her last name is a mixture of Byron Saxton. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she interviewed Daniel Bryan backstage and asked him. Was it like, hi Daniel, how are you feeling about Survivor Series? <laughs> No, it was a bit more organic, I think. Basically, it was trying to get his reaction on what he'd just seen with the women beating up everyone. And interestingly, he went, um, I no like comment. Which <laughs> is like, hmm. Did he know? Daniel Bryan's leading an NXT invasion. Wow. He's taking, maybe he's taken over. Trying to fuck with Triple H. And Shane. And the McMahons. The authority in general. Yeah. This was a really well played out long story from back in 2014. <laughs> like, well, we're going to make Daniel Bryan retire, <laughs> make him general manager, and then eventually he's going to fuck you, the McMahon. He'll get his payback on the McMahon's. <laughs> he's yeah. been able to wrestle all this time. <laughs> he's actually just been on paternity leave. Yeah. yeah, that would be a hell of a long long term booking story, wouldn't it? Almost as long as the uh, the Shane Kurt Angle feud that's been running since 2001. Okay, I think that that pretty much sums up SmackDown Live this week and all of the action that we've had. Um, busy week. Busy week. Congratulations we on have... your perfect record. Oh, thank you very predictions. much. Um, Where does that put you in there? So we've had what, three lots of predictions so now. So we've had three lots of predictions. Um, Matt and I are tied at two apiece. Uh, mate. Well, you drew, you drew one. So Matt won the first, you drew the second, and now you've won one. So you've both won one and drawn one. Yeah. And I've won none. <laughs> I, I don't know why this happens. I don't know. Maybe you just need to pay more attention. Maybe. Or maybe I just need to go with my instincts rather than trying to think it through with my predictions. My instinct was that Baron Corbin was going to beat The Miz. My instinct was that Charlotte was going to be Alexa. <laughs> it's easy to say that now. They were. Uh, just like your instinct was that Miz was going to beat Baron Corbin. That wasn't my instinct <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, but hey, hey, I'll come back stronger next time for Clash of Champions. You better come back yeah. strong for that because we've got a long time with, only, <laughs> yeah. with this is the only pay per view. So we're going into like a mid season break yeah. for kind of the next couple of months. So yeah. if you don't win this one, then you're, you need to have a strong 2018. <laughs> I'll come roaring back, don't worry about it. Um, so that kind of brings us to the end of the show um, thank shout you. out to NXT great show on Saturday yeah we didn't actually mention this did we I've not seen barely. it barely you've not seen it no I've not actually seen it didn't get a chance to I was away was in Scotland show. over the weekend Alistair Black Velveteen Dream match of the night I heard that was very good um, don't want to give away any spoilers or anything but the championship match was decent you can give away spoilers it's fine alright we've got a new NXT champion uh, that, um, Andrade Cien Almas. Yeah. Um, he did. There were weird endings to the match. Just quickly, um, he went for like a spinning. Uh, he went for like a tornado DDT off the top, mm. and Drew McIntyre held on to the top rope the entire time, um, even when he got planted on the floor. Mm. Um, doing so, like, and then he got pinned by this. But doing so while holding the top rope, he tore his bicep. Yeah. 
um, and you could see it like he got pinned and then kind of rolled over and grabbed his arm. You could see that his bicep was all kind of out of place. Um, so he looks like he's potentially going to be out for a good few months. Ouch. Um, the r- r- rumors going around that he's tore both biceps, but I think it's just the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, new champion, which is which was surprising, but uh, a lot of pe- people are saying that they they thought because because he tore his bicep the match wasn't meant to end there and they just called an ad lib but I think that was how it was meant to I think the plan was for him to win the title yeah um, and then the war games match was just brutal was it very like violent and <laughs> there's a lot there's a fair amount of unintentional blood was like it? Alexander Wolf gets his head split open he does like a, a superplex through two tables and I mm. think his head hits like the second table and yeah. there's just so much blood oh, there's like it? a pool of blood I see that very often anyway. um, and Roderick Strong does a superplex to Adam Cole off the top of the cage. The the cage doesn't have a top a roof. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a bit shame. It's a shame. Um, but he does. I think mainly for this spot, really. Yeah. He does because they said um, the rules were three member, like one member from each three teams starts the match. Yeah. For the first five minutes, the other two members are each locked in three individual shark cages at the ramp. Yeah. And then for, after the first five minutes, two of them came in. And then every three minutes thereafter, the other teams come in. And as soon as all three teams are in, that's when the match officially starts. Oh, right. It's a bit weird. And um, the only way you can win is by pinfall yeah. or submission. If you escape the cage, you forfeit the match. Your whole team forfeits the match. Okay. That's different. Yeah, they did change it quite a bit. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was very, very brutal. Um, entertaining. I'm assuming... Weird having two rings. I'm going to and say the winners were... Um... Adam Cole. The Undisputed Era, yeah. yeah. The other one. <laughs> Can't remember his name. Kyle O'Reilly. Kyle O'Reilly, that's it. Um, the most Irish name ever. <laughs> Kyle O'Reilly. Um, but yeah, very good match, very good show. Um, new women's champion, the four-way for the vacant title. It turned mm. out to be Ember Moon. Ember Moon, yeah, I heard about that one. Uh, and Lars Sullivan beats Cassius Ono. That's the opening match. It's a bit of a nothing match, really. As expected, I think. And... Um, yeah, I think that was it. Uh, apart from the dark match of Pete Dunne versus Gargano for the title, which I can't believe wasn't on the main show. <laughs> I know. We're getting on NXT in it tonight instead. And luckily, we haven't heard. I haven't heard a spoiler about who won. I don't or know anything. So that's the good. result of that either. So we'll see that. I'm, I'm assuming it's Pete Dunne, but um, hey, we might have cursed him. <laughs> yeah, we do do that. We've met him as well. So do do. Yeah, shout out to NXT. Yes, and uh, shout out to Matt as well, who isn't here this week again. But hopefully he'll be back with us next week. Um, our, our listeners have definitely dropped since Matt's disappeared. <laughs> I doubt the two are linked. Could it be that most of our listeners were Matt <laughs> and he hasn't had the chance to listen on holiday? <laughs> About 20 times a week. Maybe. Maybe it is. Um, so that brings us to the end of the show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, don't forget to follow us on the Twitter at the underscore pwp and on instagram at the people's wrestling podcast um let us know what you thought of raw smackdown and survivor series and nxt if you like this week um anything you thought of the show what you'd like to see like to hear um so yeah so thank you very much for listening to our 10th episode bit of a milestone and we'll see you next week 